Great Wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers. Welcome to episode 79 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your favorite, favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we've got an action-packed show for you tonight. All kinds of common sense. We got some good tech news, uh, some interesting social trends, really some funny stuff, uh, as well as uh, really some some good information. We're going to get into a little bit of mental health tonight, uh, as I like to do, because we are big proponents of mental health and mental illness awareness here at Go Tell to Wall Podcast. So we're going to get into some of that. And of course, I'm coming at you from a very, 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 very rainy Los Angeles, California. We've had like monsoons rolling through and everything. It's been craziness all day. Of course, I'm exaggerating. Uh, these are basically Southern California monsoons. These are probably like a light rain <laughs> if you happen to live in Florida or one of those areas that actually gets a lot of rain. Uh, and actually, well, I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But for those of you outside of California, we're going to get, I'm going to break down some misconceptions about rain here in the state of California. Uh, I, I, I get this a lot from like my relatives and stuff that live out of state, live elsewhere, uh, that don't really understand <laughs> like what happens when we get rain like this in Southern California, really throughout the entire state of California, especially right now, uh, where in, in Northern California, they are still dealing with a lot of, lot of fire damage. Uh, and, and that just causes a whole new, whole new, like, craziness for everyone that's in those areas so we're going to get into a little bit of that uh but i i feel like i should mention it's coming at you from a rainy 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 los angeles california i actually had to pull i have a little timer for our christmas lights at, that like turns on when the sun goes down and then it times it and turns the lights off at a certain point the thing was actually like in a puddle of water this morning out of my front lawn it, it, it's been a whole thing uh, and, and then, of course, being stuck inside all day with a two-year-old who's just like, sandbox, sandbox. No, you, if we go in your sandbox, it's going to, it's, no, it's not going to work. It's pouring rain. Not to mention the fact that I don't want you outside in the pouring rain. But you try to try to explain that to a two-year-old. It doesn't work too well. Uh, nonetheless, let's get into some social plugs real quick. Always got to kick the kick the shows off with the social plugs. Uh, if you want to keep up with us between shows, after shows, during shows, before shows, whenever you so please, uh, you can do that on multiple platforms. One of those would be Twitter. Follow us at Tell the Wall Pod. That's right, at Tell the Wall Pod. It's actually up behind me right here, uh, even though it is backwards for those of you watching on Facebook because Facebook still hasn't fixed that. Uh, <laughs> kind of waiting for the fix on that. But follow at Tell the Wall Pod. Also follow my own personal uh, Twitter account, which would be at Magic Muppet. Follow both of them. You're going to get good stuff from both of them. Interestingly enough, I've been being followed, and I'm pretty sure they're just keeping an eye on me. I've been being followed by these very, very, very conservative Twitter users lately. It's been an interesting experience because uh, out of curiosity, I followed many of them back just to see, and I've gradually been like unfollowing them because it's it's just been a little ridiculous, and I don't need any of that in my Twitter feed. But follow both those at Tell the Wall Pod at Magic Muppet. You can also follow us on Facebook. We're actually live on Facebook right now with episode 79. Uh, head on over to Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. That's right. Again, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. If you're using like the app on your phone or your tablet or whatever, just search go tell. To, you're going to find it. It's the only one on there. It's like the first one's going to come up uh, and like our page. That's going to keep you updated on everything. Uh, especially if we're taking a break like we did last week. We had a little Thanksgiving break because Thanksgiving is on a Thursday and I there was just no way I was going to eat plate loads of turkey and then come into the studio and try to do a show. Just nah, <laughs> not a good idea. Never a good idea. Uh, not to mention the, uh, the, the high amount of spirits that were being ingested that day by, by me personally. Uh, and of course, uh, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Head on over to YouTube, search for Go Tell to the Wall. You're going to see my lovely face right there. You're going to see all of our videos. Uh, it not only has the all of our live videos from all of the episodes, but also has individual clips that you're not going to find anywhere else and a bunch of our beer reviews, all kinds of other stuff. So head on over there, just search Go Tell to the Wall. Subscribe, like videos, dislike videos. It's awesome. There's certain videos up on YouTube. That and even like I was just looking the other day, I was like, oh, cool, we're getting more dislikes on that. It's so funny how you can actually enjoy getting dislikes. These are, of course, the videos where I can tell people are disagreeing with me. And if you disagree with me, that's totally fine. You're allowed to disagree with me. Uh, but I'm okay with you disliking certain things because you disagree with me uh, because I use a lot of common sense 
when it comes to many, many, many things. Interestingly enough, uh, one of those videos was the Cole and Sav little fire controversy. And like that just really heated up. No pun intended there, but heated up because we're dealing with a lot of fires again recently. So keep that kind of stuff in mind. You're going to find that over on YouTube. Just search Go Tell It's the Wall. And most importantly, all-encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, www.SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Bookmark that website. That's actually That actually features links to all those things I just mentioned, as well as our blogs. There's photos up there that you're not going to find anywhere else. And you can also get linked to our Patreon and Indiegogo campaigns. Well, Patreon page and our Indiegogo campaign. The Indiegogo campaign is actually going to be going away very soon. Uh, but the Patreon page is everlasting. It's never going anywhere. And you can get linked directly to our Patreon page through SeanOroqueLive.com. Uh, you can actually get linked there through YouTube. But bookmark SeanOroqueLive.com. That's that's your one-stop shop for everything. It's going to keep you updated on everything. You're going to be able to link to all those other things I just mentioned, uh, and and that's that's really the best way to keep up with the show. And instead of you know remembering at tell the wall, there's just links right there. You click the little birdie, and you click the little YouTube thing, and you click the little Facebook F and the Patreon P. I know they've just these little widgets or whatever they call them that sit on the website there. I don't even understand fully. I just <laughs> I just build the site and throw stuff on there, and I'm like, all right, that looks good. And then I pass it by my people and they say, no, this is crap. And usually I'm like, all right, we'll fix it for me. <laughs> and, then, and then they make it look decent. And, and, and then we go on from there. Oh, man, that's a lot of that's a long social plugging going on here. Uh, and to make up for that, let's talk about the beer this week. Ooh boy. I actually really enjoy this one. I really enjoy this brewery. Uh, I feel like. Uh, within the past two months, we had a different beer from this particular brewery on, uh, and I really wanted to get this one on here. Actually, somebody brought me a bottle, a, one of the big bomber bottles of this on my birthday uh, two weeks ago, almost two weeks ago, and, and I, I don't know that I'd actually had it before. I'd seen it around, and I was like, ooh, that is tasty, so I went out and I picked some up specifically for the podcast uh, and that would be a tasty little brew from Three Weavers. We've talked about this one there, a local Los Angeles brewery, Three Weavers, a lot of tasty beer. I actually haven't had a bad beer from them yet, uh, but this one specifically would be the Expatriate India Pale Ale. That's right, Expatriate India Pale Ale. I will tell you, uh, this one particularly, it's uh, it's not... Your typical hoppy IPA. It's definitely got a smoother fruitiness to it. Not not fruitiness, citrus, a little citrus taste to it. It's a little smoother than than a lot of typical uh, like West Coast, especially Southern California IPAs that you're gonna come across. Uh, so if you're an IPA fan, even if you're only a bit of a pale ale fan, ah, uh, Chris, see, and Chris Hassong, who are you? Are you? Oh, uh, oh, are you on hiatus right now? Our, our stats and information producer, Chris Hassong, has joined us. He's actually working on, uh, he's working on a show that pays him much better than we do here at Go Tell It's a Wall, considering we don't actually pay Chris. <laughs> he actually puts money toward the podcast and the channel and everything else. Uh, but Chris, this, it's perfect that you jumped on for this. Uh, and maybe he's actually probably right now assistant directing on a, <laughs> a television show. Uh, but this one's going to be right up your alley, Chris. We'll have to get some of this and enjoy it. Uh, Chris is not an IPA fan. However, there are some, and he usually asks me, like, which one? And I'm like, no, and not because I'm like an expert. He just he knows that I've tried the beers. Uh, and this one might be right up your, uh, aha, Chris is on hiatus. I should have known. I should have known. I should have, we should have been talking pre-show. Uh, but that's why Chris and Bridget haven't been on as much. Uh, because Chris has been has been working and shooting on Thursday nights, uh, and then Bridget, of course, is is at home wrangling two children and, and dealing with everything else. Uh, but we'll get some of this, Chris. We'll try that one out. So three Weavers Expatriate India Pale Ale. It's really appropriate because <laughs> like just this week I was saying to my wife, I'm like five minutes from just getting us the hell out of here. <laughs> and Expatriate, it might be might be me and my family at some point here. Mm. Highly recommend. Uh, Three Weavers Brewing. It's a fantastic brewery. Never had a bit bad beer from them. Their Kolsch is fantastic. Uh, they've got some other stuff that's great as well. Uh, one more thing I want to... Well, no, two more things I want to mention. Uh, first of all, Christmas episode. Looks like that's... And Chris, you will hopefully be on hiatus. Uh, mark your calendar, Chris. December 20th. That looks like it's going to be the date for our annual Christmas episode. That's going to be Thursday. Obviously Thursday, December 20th. So mark your calendars. Make sure you're up for that one. That's one you want to try and catch live. It really is that we have some fun with it. Uh, I, I end it with uh, a reading of the night before Christmas. Uh, so if, if you don't like reading to your kids and you got kids, 
you know, save save that segment and just play that for him on, on Christmas Eve. So that's going to be happening December 20th, uh, barring any extraneous circumstances that, that move it up a week. It could theoretically end up moving up a week. Just just keep that in mind. But that's what we're looking at right now is December 20th. Mark your calendars. We're going to have some fun with it. I've actually got my uh, my Christmas episode costume. Costume? <laughs> costume. Outfit sitting back here uh, out of out of view. But that's what's going to be worn for the Christmas episode. And you are all thoroughly going to enjoy that. Because as per usual, I'm just going to embarrass the hell out of myself with what I'm wearing for one of our holiday specials. Much like I do for the Halloween specials. Uh, one more thing I want to mention. We've got some new segments coming up in 2019. That's right. So after Christmas episode, uh, we will we will likely be going on a short hiatus like we did last year. We did a little holiday break, came back in January. And when we come back in January, this time around January 2019, we've got a couple new segments that are going to be added into each episode uh, as well as some new concepts that we're going to be rolling out. I've, I've honestly just been sitting on these and I've been trying to figure out like when to kind of roll them out. And I think we're just going to go ahead and do it in 2019. So look forward to that new stuff coming in 2019. Uh, all right, let's move on to some social trends that are happening right now. I actually really enjoyed looking at social trends this week because there were some that were very, 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 very funny. And it's weirdly, I found one that I thought was going to be funny. You know, you go down that rabbit hole of like Twitter and, uh, you know, YouTube and all that stuff. And, and, uh, you're like, whoa, what? And so I was doing that. And one of the, I can't even remember the hashtag. And I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. And I read the hashtag and then I go look at what people are posting. I'm like, oh no, that's not funny. And it's fine. I'm not saying you shouldn't post those things, but like I tend to look for kind of the funnier trends uh, unless it's just something that's super socially conscious, like hashtag take a knee, hashtag uh, gun reform now, things like that. Uh, but for the most part, I, I tend to keep these things lighthearted. I did find one earlier. I was like, oh, no, that's not as funny as I had anticipated when I saw that hashtag. Uh, so we're just going to move on from that one. But I did really enjoy these ones that we're going to go through. And what the first one that I want to talk about is hashtag L.A. Rain. Hashtag L.A. Rain. That's right. I talked about it at the top of the episode. It is pouring rain here in Los Angeles. Uh, I can't I can't tell if it's raining right now. My, my daughter is having a party in her room right now. My two-year-old, I can, I can hear her. She is, like, bouncing around her room. Uh, but it, it's been raining all day. I had, like, a, a puddle in my, in my a puddle, a, a pond in my front yard, basically. River running. I mean, it's been nuts absolutely all day now i should caveat that with yes if you live in a rain filled area like it's nothing compared to you i mean some of those downpours were a little crazy like for a few minutes nothing compared to the thunderstorms you're gonna get in like the midwest or the the uh, the southeast there in florida i've been through plenty of those been through hurricanes in florida uh, but we live in this different world here in southern california especially in los angeles where when the la when the rain comes through here people just don't know what to do and sure enough, actually, a friend of mine who also happens to be a co-worker of my wife's, uh, they're, they're, and they live in the same neighborhood, just about the same neighborhood that we do, and, and their office is like, I, I, I think it's like six miles away, something crazy. Uh, it took, <laughs> took a friend of mine uh, an hour and 45 minutes to get to the, six miles, hour and 45 minutes. Now, granted, there was a crash big rig on the freeway. Uh, oh, I should tell my wife to remind him of Waze, <laughs> and it's funny, too, because I got up this morning. I look at that and I'm going, oh boy, uh, fun's already starting. Uh, so this hashtag LA Rain, uh, people are obviously posting things. And there's one that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed uh, because there's this fun juxtaposition uh, here in Los Angeles. And this meme that I saw, it's actually just two pictures side by side. And it's basically LA in a nutshell. Uh, and one picture is when it rains. And it's this, this guy in a full suit and it's pouring rain and he's soaking wet. And he's kind of like, ah, I don't know what to do. Uh, and then there's... Uh, when there's a terrifying earthquake, and it's just it's it's an older guy just sitting there, just hanging out, probably getting a little massage, you know, from the earthquake. <laughs> but that's what we do here in Los Angeles. We can't handle rain, uh, but devastating earthquakes tend to not even like phase us at all. Uh, and that, that I fall into that category. I've lived in Southern California entirely too long. I've I've lived here since I was seven years old. Uh, so it's just, it's like, I, I'm guilty of that myself. I don't even think about her. It's funny. My wife who grew up on the East coast and she's lived here for quite a few years, uh, but grew up on the East, like she starts running. She starts just running. She's like, Oh my God, earthquake. <laughs> and he just, just relax. Just the ground is just shaking a little. Uh, but it's, it's just one of those things. It's, it's this crazy difference. If you, you know, I always say if it snowed in Los Angeles, uh, the world would end. <laughs> liquid death from the sky that's what Bridget says 
It is. And the storm the Stormwatch coverage is what cra- right Bridget and Chris. The, the Stormwatch coverage is what just drives me the most insane cuz it was Stormwatch coverage for the past 2 days until the rain came in this morning. Los Angeles newscasters Stormwatch 2018. I think we probably got a couple inches. Like it wasn't even that crazy in, in the grand scheme of things. It wasn't that crazy. Um, but I did say at the top of the show and and I'm kind of gonna I'm going to get a little tangented here uh for a minute. Uh but there's a common misconception for people that live outside of California when it comes to rain. Uh, if you're familiar with with California, but really the United States in general, if, if, if you watch the news at all, uh, yes, the live Doppler coverage is what gets me. The Doppler 5000 or whatever, and it's funny, all the news stations are in around L.A., they compete. Like, we have the best Doppler. <laughs> people are like, I don't even know what a Doppler is. <laughs> like, it's a whole thing. And they're, they're, still, they're wrong half the time. I mean, once in a while, like with this storm, they're like, okay, there's some rain coming. So I moved in a couple of Christmas. I had some craziness going on along with my Christmas decorations. But the common misconception, uh, you know, we've been in a drought. We have, we've finally kind of climbed out of that drought a little bit. We're still in a drought, uh, just not this devastating drought that we were in, you know, a year or two ago. Uh, but people, people get excited, especially outside of California, and they're like, oh, that's great. You're getting rain. Here's the thing with rain in... Southern, really all of California, when we get these huge downpours like we did today, especially coming out of a drought like we are right now, we're still, we're still clawing out of this drought that we've been in for a couple years now. What happens is the ground is so dry and there's not enough vegetation that when we get these huge downpours like this, it almost doesn't do anything for the environment. Now, I'm exaggerating when I say it almost doesn't do anything because you're getting a little bit. But what happens is the rain doesn't soak into the ground and actually seep in and, and sustain vegetation and all that other stuff. It's just kind of rolling down hills when we get these because we get these big, big rainstorms all at once, all at once. It was pouring rain today. Now we're probably not going to get rain for another few weeks at least, you know, pouring rain all day. The other thing with that and people, people don't understand that. They think was well, just rain and it, it's totally understandable. I understand why people would think that they're like, yes, you need rain. Let it just pour rain on California. No, it needs to, it needs to gradually get there. And then on top of that, and this is something I've literally personally dealt with this, uh, when my parents lost their house in 2003 and, and, and I've seen many, many other people that I know personally deal with this is mudslides. When we, every time we have a couple of big fires like this in the fall, which is the real fire season, September, October, when the Santa Ana's move in, uh, and, and into November, even when we get those big fires, we always get a big rain. Like right after that, we get this big rain. I, I don't want to say always, but almost always we have big rain. And what happens is that's even more detrimental to the environment. People that have lost their homes or their neighbors have lost their homes. They've just returned are now being evacuated again. They're having to sandbag their homes because all of that, that vegetation is really gone. And you end up dealing with mudslides. And that's what we deal with here in California. From one thing to the other, it's crazy wildfires, and then the rain comes in, and now we're dealing with mudslides. It's very unfortunate. Uh, but I've just, I felt the need to bring that up, not to chastise everyone, but really just to educate people a little bit because people don't, don't understand that. I know it because I've lived in California the majority of my life, really all, pretty much all my life. I've lived in California, so I've, I've dealt with it for so long. I've been through so many wildfire seasons and all that. And so I'm knowledgeable about it, but people that don't live here don't know that. And that's just something to keep in mind. Uh, so, so this crazy downpour we had today, yeah, it's nice. Uh, I'll tell you, my kumquat bush that, that's been needing some water, and I kind of knew some rain was kind of like that. My, my bush was enjoying it. I'm going to get some good kumquats this year. But for the most part, it, it, it's not as beneficial as you might think. All right, moving along. We're super tangented, but I like to educate people a little bit. I mean, you know, the... I, I don't have a lot of knowledge myself. I'm not the smartest guy on the face of the earth. So when I can actually convey some interesting information that's not just me finding interesting facts and then giving my take on it, uh, I like to do that. So that's what we're doing there. Uh, a couple more hashtags that I like right now. Click ba- hashtag clickbait from the 80s. Hashtag clickbait from the 80s. Uh, for, for the millennial listeners that we have, which I don't think we have a ton of them. <laughs> I, not that I... We, we just don't really cater to millennials as, as, as much as a lot of... Other podcasters and influencers and such do. Uh, so back in the 80s, clickbait didn't exist. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have cell phones. We none of this. You actually had to pick up a phone and call. Oh man, that's that's a whole. I'm gonna save that rant 
talking about dating and I was listening to something the other day and talking about dating and how like nowadays you have this Tinder and stuff and you just text and you up like <laughs> that did not fly uh, when I was a teenager like that did not and, and in college that did not fly you had to, you had to pick up the phone you had to actually flirt uh, but hashtag clickbait from the 80s search this one if you like uh, but it is what you think it would be. Uh, and it, it's essentially taking stuff from the 80s and making it sound clickbaity. One of these would be, uh, do girls just want to have fun? Question mark. Hashtag clickbait from the 80s because you don't know. Back then we just knew girls do just want to have fun. <laughs> but these days, somebody's going to make an article out of it, put it in your Facebook feed or your Twitter feed, and make you click through 1,500 ads until you actually know girls do just want to have fun. Now now I'm really ostracizing millennials because they're like, what? What? I want to have fun, too. It's a song, guys. It's a song. 80s. Figure it out. Uh, this one I did enjoy. It's the last one. We're going to move on to the next hashtag. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I laughed out loud with this one. Uh, 12 hilarious dating tips from America's funniest dad. You'll pass out from laughter. Hashtag clickbait from the 80s. I'll give you guys a second. The picture that's included with that post is a picture of Bill Cosby. You want me to say that again now that you know there's a picture of Bill Cosby there? 12 hilarious dating tips from America's Funniest Dad. You'll pass out from laughter. Yes, yes. Brilliance from Greg Schwartz there on uh, on uh, on Twitter. Uh, all right, I got a couple more of these real quick. Hashtag home, Hallmark Movies in Five Words. Hallmark Movies in Five Words. Uh, I'm not going to go through a ton of these, but this one, I, this one I also enjoyed and laughed out loud a little bit. Wait, so there's no effing? I don't I'm, I don't want to waste an F-bomb on that. There's no sex in this movie. But they used a much more vulgar term. Much more vulgar. They used the F-bomb. Let me just throw it out there. Uh, hashtag Hallmark Movies in five words. Uh, this one I really did enjoy. I don't watch a lot of Hallmark movies. I don't know. Bridget and Chris, do you guys? Like, I don't watch any. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with them. It's like, I can barely get through sitcom. Like, I'm not watching a Hallmark movie. Uh, this one I did enjoy, though. 90s sitcom stars save Christmas. Hashtag Hallmark movies in five words. That's right. Uh, and that one's really funny because Candace Cameron, if you're familiar with Candace Cameron, she's in, like, 50 Hallmark movies a year. I, I'm sure she's in four or five Christmas Hallmark movies right now, uh, and she would be a 90s sitcom star. Definitely a 90s sitcom star, if you're not familiar with uh, Candace Cameron of Full House fame. Also the sister of uh, Chris, uh, the sister, Bridget, the sister of uh, Kirk, Kirk Cameron. Jeez, I'm, I'm blanking on his name for a second there. <clears throat> All right, this one I do want to share with you. I, la I did laugh out loud at this. I think my I was doing a... Doing a little bit of uh, doing a little bit of show prep earlier. My my daughter was running around, and, and I I think I startled her because I started laughing out loud. And that would be hashtag Christmas a rock song. These are always my favorites. You know, if you're an avid listener, if you've listened to other like I always love this taking songs and like putting a spin on it. Uh, to, you know, or even that I just don't know a lot about Hallmark movies. Just same concept. Uh, hashtag Christmas a rock song. Uh, let me give you a couple of these. Uh, it's raining gingerbread men. That one came from Dana on Twitter. Uh, this is the one that did make me laugh out loud. Uh, pour some tinsel on me. Hashtag Christmas a rock song. It's not so. It's it's yeah. Go look. I feel like I'm ostracized. <laughs> really ostracizing our slightly younger fans this week, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. They'll they'll come back to it. Millennials. I love millennials. I really do. Some people like to call me a millennial. <laughs> like, you're so far from the truth. I'm closer to like, and I'm not, I'm so far from a boomer, but I'm closer to a boomer than I am a, like, that's just fact. You know, you can talk about year I was born and yes, that is closer to a millennial. Uh, but attitude, I, yeah, no, nah, very far from it. Mm. I didn't even really have a computer until I was in college. So like, that's, that's what I always say about millennial. Like there's a whole, those are the kids that grew up with computers, like from birth. Uh, you know, through now, obviously, where we all have computers. I'm staring at a computer right now and yelling at a wall, talking to all of you people. You people. What can I use better words? Come on now. All right, I want to. Uh, I want to get real for a minute here uh, and talk a little bit about mental health. Now, I've been dealing with some with some personal issues myself uh, lately, and I, I actually know a couple people personally uh, that have come to me for help recently, and and not help that, but just 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 to talk recently about these kind of things. Uh, and I found something from. 
the Mighty. If you're familiar with The Mighty, it's a website uh, that's all about mental health and, and everything else. And I found this article uh, that, that I think is just really relevant to not only people out there that might be dealing with these issues, but just friends and, and family of people that might be dealing with these issues like on a constant basis. Uh, and it's six things people don't realize you're doing because of depression fatigue. Now, depression fatigue, for those of you not familiar with it, it you can look at it different ways. But this is for people that suffer from anxiety, depression, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder like myself. You, you get very fatigued when you're dealing with it constantly, you know, and I'm dealing I, I'm constantly de- I mean, like 75 to 85 percent of the things in my life are an OCD nightmare. It, they're nightmares. I, I'm, I'm not even exaggerating on that. And the thing when it comes to like OCD and OAD uh, that I deal with, a lot of the stuff that bothers me and that I make a big deal about, it, it, it's not irrational by any means. It's, it's not. Like, I don't like to really shake hands because I know not everyone washes their hands after they use the restroom. I don't, I don't shake hands. I don't touch people's cell phones. I, I don't touch them. I will, I will touch my wife's cell phone. I don't touch anyone's cell phone because I know everyone's cell phone is going in the bathroom with them while they're taking a shit. I, you know, and these, these are not irrational things. The difference is they can become debilitating for people that deal with these issues like myself or people that deal with depression, you know, something that might make you feel sad, you know, for five minutes, a commercial, whatever it is that that could be making someone feel sad for a month and then they feel good for a couple of days and it comes back around and they got another month of feeling sad. So that's why I bring this up because it's these really and these don't apply to everyone. These don't apply to everyone, but I, I really wanted to kind of give a broad stroke uh, uh, just based on this because I was a little inspired by what I've been dealing with lately, what people around me have been dealing with, uh, and, and everything else. And it's just a matter of having respect, you know, for, for those kinds of things. Uh, now, these are six things. Number one would be isolating. Isolating. Uh, self-isolating, uh, socializing in any form is just, it's just too tiring. And this is something I think is more broad. I think most people that deal with any kind of mental health issues, any kind of mental illness, uh, do deal with these things. I very much do this. I am a very, uh, very, uh, extroverted person. I, I actually, you wouldn't think it by the way that I talk. Uh, well, no, uh, if you were around me in, in kind of smaller settings or I knew you well enough, you wouldn't think that I, I'm actually super extroverted. Those of you that just know me from, yes, I, I talk to a wall for an hour every week and you get to listen to it. So obviously I seem extroverted. Uh, but for the most part, I'm very extroverted. I actually enjoy being around people. But what happens is I do personally, and I, I know at this this one is very common, I tend to isolate myself because I'm so fatigued on being around people. Sometimes I just need a break. I say it to my wife all the time. I'm like, I, I am taking a socializing break for the next week. I'm not going to see anyone. You know, it's the same thing with parties and stuff. Like I get all these invites to like parties and stuff. And sometimes I'm just like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it can't do it. I know so many people that deal with this. I'm like, I can't, I can't do the socializing right now. I will give you some advice on this. When it comes to extroverted introverts like myself, and, and really, a, that's a broad term, but a lot of people, you can, you can lump into certain aspects of that. <clears throat> the thing is, it's not that we don't want to do that. You just get fatigued. And then a lot of times what happens is you stop getting invited to things. People stop calling you, stop texting you, and all these other things because they think that you just want to be left alone. And that's not the fact of the matter. The fact of the matter is, yeah, you want to have a little break. You want to be left alone, but you still want to be invited to things. Still want to be invited to things. Still want to be included. Maybe you don't go. And I will tell you this. The absolute best way, and this is from my personal experience, so it doesn't mean that this is going to work the best for everyone. One of the best things you can do for someone that is an extroverted introvert like myself is reach out to them. Instead of inviting that person to all of your little social gatherings and stuff, reach out to them and say, hey, can we go have lunch? I don't really feel like going out today. Hey, can I come over, bring a six-pack of beer, and hang out and watch this game? Let's watch this episode or whatever. Let's watch this DVD. That's the way to really start building that back up. If, If those people in your life are having parties, make an effort to go to those. Make an effort to go to those social situations, and that that's going to help that person. Now, maybe it won't, but from my experience, that's going to help that person. Uh, number two on this is experiencing clouded thinking. Uh, and this would be like not processing information, uh, needing things to be repeated and explained. Personally, I don't really deal with this one as much on a daily basis. However, I know people that do. 
Uh, and this is something you just have to keep in mind. When someone's dealing with a lot of stuff and they have fatigue, it's not that they're dumb. It's not that they're not listening. What it is is they are so broken down that they, they're not processing things as quickly as they normally would. So if someone says, oh, I'm sorry, what, you know, and especially if you know they deal with certain certain aspects of mental illness, uh, have have issues with mental health. I'm not saying cradle them, but just keep that in mind. It's something to know. It's not that they're dumb. It's not that they're not listening. Sometimes it's they're just not processing, and it takes a little longer. This isn't something daily I deal with, but I have had to deal with it to an extent. I know other people that have. Uh, number three would be, man, they messed up the numbers on this. Number three would be not showering. Not showering. Uh, and this is what people deal with, uh, for the most part, people that that are being introverted and don't leave the house. They're like, well, I didn't leave the house today. I'm not going to shower. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm super guilty of this as much as I, I know other people can be. Uh, my, my OCD tends to cancel it out, and I'm like, I feel disgusting. <laughs> like, when I, like when my wife comes home and I haven't showered that day or I didn't shower like the day before, and I'm like, I got to shower today. I couldn't do it because I got a two-year-old running around. I'm like, no, don't, you don't even want to touch me. I need to shower. Uh, but it's just one of those things where people are stuck in their home and it's not only just not showering, but maybe they haven't gotten out of their pajamas for a week, spending a couple days in their pajamas because they can't deal with everything that's going on around them. Uh, so keep that in mind. I'm not saying if, if your friend's not showering for like a week and you know them real well, you can probably be like, dude, go take a shower. But just those are things that people deal with uh, on a regular basis. A lot of people do. Another one of those would be oversleeping. Uh, and that would be exhaustion, constantly sleeping. Uh, and this is, I, uh, you know, I tend to get the insomnia side of it, uh, but I do have those times where, where I'm finally able to clear my head a little bit. Uh, this is where medical marijuana comes in, in, in very much in handy, uh, but also make sure you're going to a good collective because you can just go the complete opposite direction when it comes to medical marijuana. So you want to make sure you're medicating the correct way. Uh, when I, There are times where I can clear my head and I do oversleep. Uh, fortunately, my wife, not so much my two-year-old, but my wife, uh, sometimes on a Saturday will just kind of let me sleep in uh, because I'm, I'm recovering from that. Uh, but that's what happened. People, people can sleep for like two days. And then there's the other side of it uh, where they just can't function all day. And then they become not, not like a true insomniac, uh, but like a night owl where they, they're sleeping all day, you know, not going to bed until like eight in the morning, sleeping all day, and then you're just up all night. So that, again, something to keep in mind, uh, especially if you if you have uh, if you have if you know someone personally dealing with these. Uh, number five, lack of what the heck. I think they threw an extra one. At one, I think one, two, three, four, five, six. There's actually seven. Maybe got this off. It's actually seven points. Uh, another one of those would be lack of motivation. Lack of motivation. This is definitely something I personally suffer from. And I know many, many, many people have. Uh, and this would be not only lack of motivation, but just procrastinating. Oh, man, I procrastinate on everything. Uh, and a lot of times, and in fact, I'm going to be 100% honest with all of you right now. Uh, I almost didn't come into the studio to do the show tonight. Didn't Almost didn't come in. I was having a rough time. Uh, I came in, sat in the studio, and I couldn't sit still, and I stood up, and I said, I was like, I can't sit still right now. I don't think I can finish up prepping the show. Not that I do a lot of prep for it. Uh, but it's that lack of motivation, and it's not, it's not a lack of drive. It's a lack of motivation because it's hard to get yourself up and do those things. Another one would be skipping chores. Skipping chores. Now, this is something, and my wife will say it, like she knows very, very, very well. When I'm going through a rough time, like, and I, I, this house is ridiculous. I vacuum almost every day, mop almost, like, I, it's crazy how I keep this house. Uh, but when I'm in a bad place, that stuff's not happening. And then it's just this vicious cycle because... My head is telling me I need this house to be clean, but it's not actually clean, and I don't want to actually clean it because I can't get the energy to clean it. Vicious, vicious cycle. Uh, one of the things that you can do to, uh, or one, of, and this is also something that I that I suffer from, uh, and that would be planning ahead, planning ahead too much. And in fact, I plan ahead so much to the point where all of my energy goes into planning things, especially like if it's a trip uh, or something along those lines, that when I actually get to that destination, I don't actually enjoy it because all of my energy was put into planning ahead. Uh, and anyone that knows me can tell you I am I, very, very much a creature of habit. I'm very, very structured. I need things to go. Like my routine has to be my routine. I mean, even when it comes to doing the show, I have a routine. 
My wife knows I have a routine. I need to be left alone for a few minutes. And, th- and that's, that's all part of the planning ahead. Uh, so again, I bring all these things up because we are big proponents of mental illness awareness and mental health and, and anything that you can do to not only remove that stigma, but really help anyone that's around you. And I think those are a few good tips uh, when it comes to just getting a better understanding, very broad But I want to share those things with everyone out there because I have my own personal experience. And like I always say on this show, uh, most likely you know someone that is dealing with mental illness. Whether you know it or not is another thing. But everybody, I would say everybody on the face of this earth knows somebody. I'm not saying you're best friends with them. But everyone on the face of the face of this earth knows somebody that is suffering uh, from a mental illness or having a mental health issue. I'm not saying like not saying an episode right at that moment, but you know someone that deals with that on a regular basis. Everyone on the face of this earth does. Again, I'm not saying it's your best friend, your roommate, your girlfriend, whatever, but you know somebody. You have crossed paths. You've had a beer. It That has happened. It's a guarantee. I, I can tell you that's an absolute guarantee. All right, let's move on to some TV film. Man. Whew. Huh. Just on TV, film, and books. This is what happens also when we take a week off is I'm like, blah, 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 blah. I feel like I drank too much coffee. Now I have no coffee. Well, I had coffee this morning. I don't function without coffee. But I haven't had coffee since like 10 a.m. this morning. And just and couldn't, no, couldn't get the energy out last week, you know. All right. Uh, TV, film, and books. This one I'm excited about. Uh, there is a new limited series coming out. Limited series coming out uh, called Console Wars. That's right, Console Wars. You might be familiar with this. There was actually a book that came out in uh, 2015, and it was it was called Console Wars. It was all about uh, the the battle battle. I'm using like between Nintendo and Sega in the 90s because Nintendo was was the market share king. They owned everything. Everyone knew Nintendo. I mean, freaking Super Mario. Uh, and then Sega came on the scene and, and really tried to challenge them, uh, and for the most part, had some success at it. And so this limited series is basically based on the book, but it is going to chronicle the console wars that were happening in the the late 80s, early, really the 90s is when it got crazy. Uh, That's when Sega really started to pick up and everything else. And uh, but of course, it did start in the 80s. A couple interesting things on this. Uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg will be producing this. Uh, it's being developed right now, so we, we literally don't have any word on release or platform yet. We like I don't know if it's going to be a network thing, if it's going to be a Netflix thing, a cable channel thing, uh, but we do know it's being developed. And the interesting thing about uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, they were actually looking to direct a feature film based on the book a couple of years ago. Uh, that kind of fell through, and so they have signed on to produce this limited series, which I'm super interested in. It, again, if you listen to the podcast, I'm not a super big gamer, Oh, but I was into some Nintendo in the 80s, uh, and in the 90s, I wasn't into video, like, doing the Nintendo thing as much, but I very, very, very well remember uh, the Nintendo versus Sega kind of back and forth that they had. It was it was incredibly entertaining, uh, and, uh, I mean, I'm not a gamer, but even if you're not a gamer, you remember the Sega Dreamcast. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, they flew a little too close to the sun on that one. Uh, Chris, you still on? Uh, I know either Chris or Bridget is still on. I hope you saw this one. I think you'll be excited about it. Chris will. Uh, Blue Beetle. If you're familiar with Blue Beetle, this is a DC Universe superhero. Uh, they're actually, we just got an announcement today, I believe. Yeah, this just came down today. Uh, they are developing a Blue Beetle film at Warner Brothers. Uh, Blue Beetle is, is a DC comic book hero. Uh, the interesting thing about this one is it is the first Latino hero movie for DC. Now, they've had Latino uh, characters before, specifically, uh, oh my gosh, Chris, help me out. Uh, one of the Suicide Squad uh, characters is, is Latino. Uh, so they haven't had a, a starring featured character in a movie uh, who was also a Latin character. So I find that very interesting. Uh, it, it's good to see a lot of diversity. I'm really hoping they're not just piggybacking off of Black Panther and going, yeah, well, we can. No, I, I really don't think that's it. Uh, I have seen, th- it seems like there's a lot of good buzz behind this. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge comic book guy. I'm interested to, uh, yeah, today, right? Chris, you a Blue Beetle fan? I, I don't know if Chris is. Chris is kind of my comic. He knows a lot more. I enjoy comic books, but like, we're like, blue, I just learned about Blue Beetle today. <laughs> I'm like, I know my Deadpool and like some X Men and. 
But these smaller characters, I, I'm I'm not as good with, especially in the DC universe. I was, I, if I was either one uh, in my younger years, I was a Marvel Marvel kid as opposed to a DC kid. Although I love me some Flash. Ooh, I love some Flash. Uh, so look forward to that. It's gonna be coming out of Warner Brothers in development right now. Uh, Chris is not a big fan. I'm not even gonna give time. I, I'm not gonna put a lot of time into that one. I te- like I said, I tend to defer to Chris. Uh, I am interested. I'd probably watch the movie because it's a Latino hero, but I'm not going to go out and read a bunch of the comic books. Uh, I tend to defer to Chris. If Chris is like, yeah, it's good. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. And that, I'm not going to waste my time on that. Uh, especially, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a huge comic book, re- comic book reader to begin with. Uh, oh, we have some interesting, uh, more interesting film news here. Uh, have you ever wanted to see the General Mills serial monsters on the big screen? Well, if you're one of the two people that have wanted to see them on the big screen, you're in luck because you might be seeing that soon. Uh, There have been billboards popping up around town. I know there's been some in L.A., but I think all around the country, uh, as well as a website that has now popped up. Uh, The website is, oh my gosh, workwiththemonsters.com it's something like that I genuinely I didn't put enough energy into this one because it's so ridiculous uh, if you're not familiar with the General Mills monsters this would be like Frankenberry uh, and like uh, Count Chocula you know the Halloween cereals that we had as kids in the 80s and then now they, they come out once in a while uh, on uh, you know at Halloween time and you can get a box of them uh, so these these billboards popped up in that website. If you go to that website, General Mills is actually looking for pitch ideas uh, for feature films revolving around uh, Frankenberry and and Count Chocula and all of that other stuff. Uh, so if you thought there was any aspect of this entire world that was untouched when it comes to feature films, uh, no, there is not. Because now we're making feature films about frickin' serial characters. Like those characters, that was just a young artist back when those serials were made and just created a character to throw on a cereal box so that kids could be like, oh, I got to have the, the Frankenstein dude or the chocolate Dracula dude. I, I don't know. I never used to eat any of them. I was a, uh, I was a Fruit Loops kid. If I was having sweet cereal as a kid, Diablo. Thank you, Chris. Going back to the, uh, the Latin character in Suicide Squad would be Diablo. Uh, if, when I was a kid and I was, if I was having sugary cereal, uh, I was all about the Fruit Loops. I don't know what it, I just, I enjoyed Fruit Loops, uh, Fruit Loops and, uh, oh my gosh, what's the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Those were my two jams as a kid. So I never got into all these other crazy things. Uh, all right, moving on. This one I thought about putting in sports cause it's very sports related, but it is also very, very, very much television related. Are you all familiar with a little show called The Good Place? Uh, if you're not. Check it out. Fantastic show. Kristen Bell's fantastic. All the characters in it are fantastic, uh, in, including Ted Danson, among others. Uh, so this show came, I God, I think they're in their second season now. Uh, so the show, they actually have a character on there. His name's Jason. He's from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, and for some reason, he is a huge Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Now, when the show started, the Jacksonville Jaguars were horrible. They have been horrible since they came into existence in, like, 1996. Chris is probably going to hit me with an exact year. I want to say 96, 95-ish around there. They came into the league at the same time as the Carolina Panthers. Uh, they were both expansion teams. And they've just been been—they've been terrible. They've never been great. Uh, you know, there's been worse teams, but they've just been bad. Well, after The Good Place came out last season, uh, the Jaguars had a great season and actually went to the AFC uh, Championship. Of course, got uh, destroyed by the Patriots. Go Pats. Uh, but they did pretty well, and they were supposed to do well this year, and in fact started the year 3-1. and one. Well, The Good Place started their second season this year. They actually had a, sp- and it was a, a running joke. That was the thing with The Good Place, because the Jaguars are terrible, and he's this huge Jaguars fan, and blah, blah, blah. So they had this, <clears throat> it's been a running joke, and they had an episode, uh, a few episodes into this season of The Good Place, while the Jaguars were 3-1. and one. And one of the characters, uh, 1995, thank you, 1995, the Jaguars and the Carolina Panthers came into the NFL. Uh, they had an episode early in earlier in the year, earlier in the season. So right, right when the Jaguars were three and one, so it's probably and it's an October episode. It's got to be an October one. Chris will probably know the exact episode. And so what they did was it was this whole thing about how like the world's turned upside down, and one of the characters goes, "The Jaguars are good now." Well, ever since that episode, the Jacksonville Jaguars have not won a single game, not a single game. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and call it the good place curse. It's hard to really put a curse on them. These curses come against good teams that have been good for a long time. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and call it the Jaguars curse. 
and, and the good place probably, you know, at the same time, the good place might have made him good last year. So we might have had the good place blessing and now the good place curse. I don't know. Definitely overthinking uh, television shows and how they relate to football and professional football. And not really much at all. Uh, just happy coincidence. And we're going to call it the good place curse. Uh, one more little piece of television news. Game of Thrones prequel series that we've talked about previously. Uh, we're getting little bits of information coming out of this. We did get some information. Uh, actually, this one might have come directly from uh, George R.R. R. Martin. Uh, and that would be, it is set 5,000 5, years before Game of Thrones. This is during a period that's called the Long Night. Uh, and this is actually before the existence of dragons or Targaryens. So most likely, we're not fully confirmed on that, but most likely in the prequel series for Game of Thrones, there will be no dragons and no Targaryens. Uh, Targaryens would be Daenerys, and and the basically the family was sitting on the the, the Iron Throne before uh, Robert's Rebellion. Ooh, I'm pulling words out. Of, you know why? Because I've been, I've, I've like I've had a craving for Game of Thrones lately. Uh, so I uh, <laughs> I know <laughs> I had a cra craving for Game of Thrones lately. I've been watching YouTube clips. Uh, yes, and Bridget is pointing out. Uh, finish the damn books, George. <laughs> Yes, I agree, uh, because if you remember correctly, we have gone past the books. The series has actually gone past the books, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's gone past the books. Come on, George. What are you doing over there? Get get those books written. Didn't Harry, like, I feel like Harry Potter books came out so much quicker than the Game of Thrones books did. Uh, all right, let's move on to some tech. This one really belongs in uh, common sense. Straight up belongs in common sense, and I don't even need to, I don't even need to reference this right now. Starbucks Wi-Fi. You know how Starbucks has free Wi-Fi? Well, as of 2019, you will no longer be able to watch porn, pornography, adult films, adult film clips on the Starbucks free Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's a thing. Apparently, they have a problem at Starbucks with people watching pornography while using the free Wi-Fi. There are so many things wrong with this, I just don't even understand it. First of all, who goes into a public place to watch pornography surrounded by a bunch of people? Most people I know that regularly watch pornography are watching it like in the sanctity of their bedroom because they're also doing other things while they're watching that pornography. You're not going to be able to do those things in Starbucks without getting arrested. And if you have if if you have an urge to go into a place and watch pornography on free Wi-Fi in a public place, uh, please, 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 please get yourself help. And apparently this is a thing. And apparently they're not just stopping it now. They're waiting until 2019. <laughs> Bridget wants to know the exact cutoff date. Now that I'm done insulting her, <laughs> Bridget is one of those people that likes to go watch the porn. I'm sure she's not. Uh, but uh, the exact it might be uh, probably New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Should we throw a New Year's Eve party at a Starbucks here, Bridget? There's one down the street, Bridget. I know you got one near you too. Let's, just, let's throw a porn party at the Starbucks. Twenty. Let's go to a 24-hour Starbucks on New Year's Eve porn party. All of us sitting there watching porn, and then when it cuts off, we know it's 2019. Brilliant. Brilliant. Hands out of your pants, though, while we have that party, everyone. Oh, God. The gift that keeps on giving. I'm, I love this. I love this stuff. The gift that keeps on giving. Bird platform. Not birds that fly in the air. Bird scooters. They have a new little thing called bird platform. And if you're interested in bird platform, what you can do is buy scooters directly from bird scooters. Buy scooters directly from bird scooters uh, to then be able to... Uh, rent out to others and you actually own the scooters. So you're renting them out as opposed to, uh, oh, Jesus. Just, oh, God. I'm not even going to repeat that one, but thank you for making me laugh out loud. Definitely not confetti. <laughs> uh, so this one, if you want to buy a bunch of bird scooters, you can actually rent them out to individuals yourself uh, and make some money on it. Uh, bird actually gets 20% of each ride. So you have to buy the scooters from them and then you also have to continue paying them. Pretty sure this is so Bird can release themselves from certain liabilities. Uh, and, of course, the scooter wars are just ramping up every week. They're, like, ramping up. I feel like I mess, missed stuff last week because we didn't have a show. You know, I, I don't know. The, we lost so many in the scooter wars of, of the Thanksgiving scooter wars of 2018. Anyway, speaking of scooter wars, oh, not only are there wars and people don't know and people are putting them everywhere and it's this whole thing like we've talked about. Uh, we're looking at rampant scooter injuries. Rampant. People have been flooding 
emergency rooms and urgent cares and everything else with head injuries, uh, broken bones. And in fact, there was one in, one instance specifically that happened in San Diego uh, where a 63-year-old woman was riding one of these scooters, uh, ended up going on a slight downhill, realized the brakes for the scooter didn't work, and before she ran into six lanes of traffic, bailed out of the scooter, uh, destroyed her wrist, and among many, many, many other things. Uh, yeah, so I'm avoiding the scooter wars. I'm not getting on one of these scooters. I'm just not doing it. I Like, I'm not doing it. I'm going to get, somebody's going to cut my brakes or something, some Republican assholes, <laughs> like they would know. I also live in Highland Park. I don't, there's not a ton of, eh, maybe there are some here. It's just like seeing those Duncan Hunter signs. Dude got elected. It's amazing to me. The stupidity of people is amazing. Oh, we got some news, and eh, I'm running a little short on time. We got some news from Microsoft. Uh, they are looking to release a Surface monitor in 2020. Uh, Microsoft Surface, that's actually, I always say, that's what this podcast has been recorded on from the very beginning. It's done on a on a uh, Surface Pro device, uh, and we're looking at these modular monitors that will be coming out. Uh, and I find this extra interesting, not only because I'm, I just tend to be a Microsoft Surface guy, uh, but Microsoft is really continuing to slog into uh, their their own hardware, which is interesting because they they finally had some success with the Surface Pro line, uh, the Surface Hub, among other things, and now they're really just kind of continuing that. And it's going to be interesting to watch. It's, it's going to be interesting to watch. And maybe I'll have one of these monitors. Maybe Microsoft will just send me one because I talk good about their stuff on every freaking podcast episode. Uh, one more thing in tech. Politeness and Google Home. Google Assistant. You got one of those Google Homes in your house? Uh, they Google just rolled out a thing where if you use words like please and thank you while talking to your Google Home, it will respond in kind. In kind, am I using that correctly? I don't know. It, it feels like a double entendre. Uh, they, it will respond appropriately. Uh, not that it's going to be mean to you if you don't use words like please and thank you, but it will specifically call it out and thank you for being nice because you're using the words please and thank you. Uh, I will tell you, and this is a great tip. We actually got, I got, uh, my wife and I got this tip uh, from some friends of ours that have a, a child older than 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 our kid, uh, and and they use Amazon Alexa, and like. Back when we first got the Google Home, they were like, you know, it's we like to do it, it, and what you do is use please and thank you, and then your young child is learning to always use those words. Uh, that being said, just threw a Google Home Mini in my daughter's room the other day because she listens to music uh, while we're doing bedtime, and it was just easier than using this old antiquated tablet that I had in there. Uh, so now sometimes she goes in her room and starts yelling Google at the Google Home Mini. It's in there. Uh, she still hasn't quite gotten it, which thank God. And I got to make sure I disable whatever things can order it because we've heard those stories. Younger kids ordering random things through the, the Alexa and everything else. Uh, so it's just a good little thing. Oh, and there's some new holiday features that have rolled out. So if you do have a Google Home, uh, you can actually ask it for uh, specifically uh, Google Stories. There's a couple, or uh, holiday stories. There was something else, too. I don't have it right in front of me. Maybe I should be better about that. If I, you know, if I spend a little more time on show prep instead of, no. <laughs> that is part of it. Uh, but there's a bunch of holiday stuff on there. Uh, so there's Christmas stories on there. Like, you can actually ask it to call Santa, and it's got a whole thing that your kids can enjoy. Uh, and you can actually ask it to tell a Christmas story uh, or specifically ask it to tell you Twas the Night Before Christmas. Don't bother with that. Well, Chris and Bridget are on here. Chris does this every year for his girls. Uh, but don't bother. If you don't do that for your own kids and you need someone to do it, don't bother because Christmas episode 2018, we will, of course, do a live reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas. And if you need it, like, right now, before the Christmas episode, just go 2017 Christmas episode because it's an annual thing and the episode with Twas the Night Before Christmas. Uh, some interesting news. Uh, uh, oh, no, I do have a little more tech. Interesting news, and this one I'm real happy about. Uh, YouTube just announced that they are they're going to make all of their originals free in 2019. If you're familiar with YouTube Red, this is a paid subscription thing. That was the way you would watch the new Karate Kid junk and all that stuff. Uh, they're getting rid of that. It's going to all be ad-based now. They realize that nobody actually wanted to pay extra money uh, for junk like the Karate Kid. And nothing against the Karate Kid reboot. It's just I'm not paying additional subscription fees. If, if I'm not going to give Disney extra money for subscription fees, I'm not going to give freaking YouTube extra money for subscription fees. They give Logan Paul money. So th th I'm giving money? to No. No. So luckily in 2019, it's all going to be ad-based and you won't see 
Uh, you won't have to pay for YouTube Red anymore. They really should refund everyone's money. You know they're not going to do that, but they really should refund it. I know people personally that that shelled out for the YouTube Red just so they could watch things like the Karate Kid and and all that other junk. Uh, one more thing in tech. For those of you interested, Google Fi. Google Fi. I always feel like I mispronounce it because it's either Fi or Fi, but it's Fi. Uh, this would be the the mobile phone service that Google rolled out quite a while ago. Uh, we just we actually just recently got news that the Google Fi service uh, it will be launching on iPhones as well as most Android devices. Now, I think the I'm sure the first phone to get it was the Pixel devices, the Pixel handsets, uh, where you get Google Fi. But now, if you are interested, you can actually get it on all iPhones as well as most Android devices. I haven't looked specifically at the Android devices, but I'm sure, like, if you've got a Samsung Galaxy or, you know, whatever the LG, I, like, I'm sure they're rolling it out to those bigger ones. I actually had a brief, brief sports section, uh, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to save it because this one's actually not super timely, uh, and it's actually barely sports. Let me just make a little note here because I just, I just find this, uh, find this one interesting and, and fun, and this would be uh, stadium, weird stadium foods from around the country. Uh, so I'm going to save that one for next week. We'll, we'll kind of go through some of that because I think it'll be fun because we're, we're looking at like five minutes left here, and I really, really want to get to these things. Uh, this one actually made me, my eyes maybe water a little bit when I found this the other day. I actually found this. Someone, one of my friends had shared it on their Facebook feed. Uh, there is a, a gentleman from San Diego named Bob Wilson, 90 years old Bob Wilson. He's a businessman from San Diego. Uh, he made his money in commercial real estate as well as a chain of a bunch of fish markets. Yeah, he's obviously a very wealthy man. What he did, and currently lives in San Diego, what he did was headed up to Chico, California from San Diego the other day. Uh, Chico, California would be the county where the city of Paradise is. And if you're not familiar with this one, uh, this is the town that was just absolutely devastated. Uh, basically taken to the ground. Uh, multiple fatalities. Uh, many, many people lost their lives. Uh, the deadliest fire in the history of the state of California. Uh, and just a, a town just just gone, just gone. Uh, and so this Bob Wilson, what he did, uh, he headed up to Chico specifically to paradise and went to the paradise high school there in paradise, California. He was carrying with him a, a big piece of luggage full of $1,000 checks. Each check made out for $1,000. He brought them to the high school to give them, give a check, a $1,000 check to every single kid at that high school. Not only every single kid at that high school, but the 105 staff members for that high school. We are talking about 980 students, as well as those 105 staff members. Each of them got a $1,000 check, nothing in return, nothing. Because Bob Wilson knew that people needed help. And all I can say is, especially in the environment we live in nowadays, you look at our so-called president, and you look at all these wealthy people. God, I hate bringing it up, but look at the, the fucking Kardashians and, and the dumbass Kanye. 747 for the two of them to fly around. I hate bringing up the freaking Kardashians. But they flew on a 747 by themselves. Why? Because they're rich. Well, here's Bob Wilson. Who knows he doesn't need as much money as he has. He doesn't need all that money. He's got plenty to give around. And so what did he do? Do the math on that. 980 plus 105. That is 1,085 checks for $1,000. That's a lot of money. And that $1,000 is going a long way for every one of those people that lost everything. But yeah. We got Amazon getting tax breaks. We got the Kardashians flying an empty 747. We got that sorry excuse for a douchebag president. Look at him. There's plenty of money to go around. How much money do you actually need? How much? Think about that. Think about how a small amount of your money could help someone else. If you have the means to do it. Think about that. We need more people like Bob Wilson in the world. We also need more breweries like Sierra Nevada Brewing. 
Sierra Nevada Brewing came out recently and announced that they are making a special edition brew coming straight out of their brewery. This would be the Sierra Nevada Resilience Butte County Proud IPA. They are making this special recipe of IPA, Sierra Nevada is, 100% of the proceeds. You heard that correctly. 100% of the proceeds they make off this beer that is literally being brewed and canned right now is going to go to the victims of the campfire. Those very people I was just talking about that Bob Wilson brought checks to in Chico, California. Because Sierra Nevada is from Chico, California. This hit home for them. Not only are they canning this and making this, but they sent out a letter to every brewery around the country. Not every, but most of the breweries around the country. Asking for help. And saying, we want to send you this recipe so you can brew this beer, but we want 100% of the proceeds to go to campfire relief. 1,000 breweries responded. 1,000 breweries nationwide. At over 1,000. And that could have climbed since then. 1,000 breweries are taking this recipe, making their own batches of it, and they're going to put it on tap, and 100% of those proceeds are going to go toward the victims of the campfire. It's so simple. And it blows my mind. When you think about how many people and how many companies have the means to do things like this. And here we have a small family-owned brewery. Yes, they have nationwide distribution. They're still family-owned. This isn't owned by InBev. This isn't owned by Coors, Miller, whatever. Small family brewery. And look at what they're doing to help. Look at what they're doing to help. And ask any of you out there, if you have the means, think about what you do to help and how much you need. And if you have friends that have the means, even if you don't, think about talking to them. How much do they need? This is why Sierra Nevada is one of my favorite breweries. Uh, we will have this resilience. I will have it in cans for the podcast. And there are a ton of Southern California breweries. And I haven't looked specifically, but I know Stone is one of them. I know Stone took that recipe. And I know they're brewing it. And we're going to go to the tasting room. And we're going to shoot a video in there. And we're going to make sure that everyone knows that we're here. And we're thinking of them. And we want to do everything we can to help them rebuild. Because I know what it's like. I know what it's like. You walk up to a pile of ashes. Some metal sticking out. And you start sifting. That's what they're dealing with in Chico. That's what they're dealing with in Malibu. That's, you know, we can all be better. We can all do more to help. All of us can. All of us can. I want to talk about one more thing because I feel like this is uh, kind of in relation to this. So Payless, Payless Shoes, if you're familiar with Payless, they actually trolled a bunch of influencers. They trolled a bunch of influencers. They opened up this pop-up shop in Santa Monica. If you don't live in Southern California, Santa Monica, very high-end shopping there on 2nd Street Promenade. 3rd Street Promenade, whatever it's called. I don't go there. I can't afford to go there. They do have a van store. I can't afford to go there. They opened up this pop-up shop, and they called it uh, Palesi, P-A-L-E-S-S-I. They invited a bunch of influencers there to check out their product, these high-end shoes. They had their shoes marked for like $600 to $1,000. All of the shoes in there were actually $20 Payless shoes, shoes you can go to Payless and buy. They trolled these influencers who came in, shot videos, gave reviews, even spent like $600 to buy some of these shoes and raved over how high quality these shoes were and how fantastic they were, and then spent like $600 on them. Well, at the end of the day, Payless came out and said, yeah, those are all 1999 shoes. Maybe you don't need to spend $600 on a pair of shoes. Now, if you want to spend six, that's fine. I, you know, I'm not... I. I'm not going to go all eat the rich like usual here. It's fine. Buy $600 shoes. Personally, I wear Vans. They cost $42. I go, I go to the Vans outlet and I, I buy like five pairs for a hundred bucks. I'm not saying, I'm not saying I'm better than you because of that, but just think about those things. Do you really need $600 shoes when $20 shoes are going to be just as good? Think about that. Uh, and one more thing I will leave you with. Uh, we did get news this week, and I just want to bring it up because uh, I brought it up on one of the most recent episodes. Uh, Paps Blue Ribbon is getting a reprieve. It will be continued to be brewed by Miller Coors, and uh, that brand is not going away. So hipsters rejoice. I don't know. I don't drink that crap. Not good. Like, you want cheap beer? Get, get yourself a Tecate. Mexican breweries know how to make cheap beer. I'm not, I'm not, nothing against the beer itself. It's just like an inexpensive beer. 
Get yourself a Tecate. Don't mess with the PBR. Don't do it because all your hipster friends, hey, the PBR, we're so cool. Yeah. Everybody drinks a PBR now, dude. There was a time where it like that was a cheap beer. Now everyone drinks it and it's not, you know, get over yourself. But hipsters rejoice. You still get your PBR. Oh, I think I'm done. That fire that, that I didn't expect that to uh, to be as rough as that was. But sometimes it happens. Uh, remember, wall fans, Christmas special coming up December 20th. Going to be a fun one. Uh, and make sure you're following us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod, at Magic Muppet. Also on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. And of course, YouTube, head on over to YouTube, search go tell to the wall. And most importantly would be Sean O'Rourke live.com bookmark it. Check back often. That's going to keep you up to date on everything. This has been episode 79 of go tell to the wall podcast hosted by me, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter who you with, no matter why you're doing it. Always, always use common sense.